Innal hamdalillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina min sayyiati a'malina may yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa may yudlilhu fala hadiya lahu wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa ashhadu anna muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluhu sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in indeed we praise allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we seek his aid and assistance whomsoever allah azza wa jalla guides and can misguide and whomsoever allah azza wa jalla misguides and can guide i be with this and is right to be worshiped except allah azza wa jalla alone without any partner and i testify that rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his final prophet and messenger Ibadallah, hadithuna ma'akum al-yawm anil wahan Al-lazhi asaba ummat al-muslimin Wa huwa silah al-lazhi yumkinu an yakuna sababan fi halakiha Wa ma siwaha bin al-aslihati Wal-awamil al-kharijiyati Sawa'an min al-tahdeed bil-qatil Aghayru thalik La yakun sababan lihalak hadhi al-ummah our topic of discussion today, O servants of Allah, it is the topic of Al-Wahan. The disease that has stricken this Ummah. And it is the weapon which can be a means for destruction of this Ummah. And any other form of military might or weaponry or external factors, whether this be a threat of death from the enemies, destruction at the hands of the enemies, or invasion of the Muslim lands at the hands of the enemies, it will not be a reason for destruction of this Ummah. But this disease which the Prophet spoke about, Al-Wahan, it may be a cause for the destruction of this nation of Muhammad And this is due to our belief that the Prophet said in the authentic hadith, سألت ربي ثلاثا فأعطاني إثنتين. The Prophet ﷺ said that I asked my Lord Allah Azza wa Jal for three things, and He gave me two of them. And from amongst the things which the Prophet ﷺ was given, He mentioned is that this Ummah would never ever be overcome by an enemy other than themselves. That this is a it's an honor. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this ummah. That this ummah will never ever be overcome by an enemy other than themselves. So what does this mean? It means that there will never be a time where in this nation of Muhammad sallallahu is defeated by the enemy. And where the enemy takes authority over the lands and the property of all the Muslims. And so this is our belief. That this nation will never ever be humiliated by the enemies of this ummah in a holistic sense. And our topic today, Ibad Allah, we mentioned it is about Al Wahan. And this is the calamity which the Prophet told us in this hadith. And this concept of Al Wahan, it is something which is even defined in today's terminology. And the people define it as follows. They say wahan, which is weakness, 
It is weakness and humiliation. And it is the rule of the souls, their brokenness, their loss of pride, the disappearance of their pride, their contentment with humiliation, and their contentment with lowliness, evil, and little without much. And this is exactly describing the state of the Ummah today. Because we know that we are a nation, we are an Ummah, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave honor by way of Al-Islam. As Ubrim al-Khattab said, نَحْنُ قَوْمٌ أَعَزَّنَ اللَّهُ بِالْإِسْلَامِ That we are a nation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave honor by way of Al-Islam. And when we seek this honor in other than Islam, Umar al-Khattab said, أَذَلَّنَ اللَّهُ Allah Azza wa Jal will humiliate us. He will humiliate us at the hands of the enemy. And Allah Azza wa Jal will make us a weak ummah. And so this calamity which the Prophet ﷺ described, it depicts the state of the ummah today. For in the hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, كَيْفَ بِكُمْ إِذَا تَدَاءَتْ عَلَيْكُمُ الْأُمَمُ كَمَا تَدَاءَ الْأَكَلَةُ إِلَىٰ قَسْأَتِهَا The Prophet ﷺ said that soon the nations of the world will summon each other like you summon one another to partake in a dish. That the nations of the world is going to assemble against the Ummah of Muhammad and they're going to assemble to attack the Ummah as one of you invite others to partake in a dish. This is how easy it's going to be for them to achieve this. And so when the Prophet uttered these words, the companions asked the question and they said, and they asked the question, they said, on that day when this occurs, will the Ummah be little in number? And the Prophet ﷺ said, لا أنتم يوم إذن كثير. Rather, when that time comes, your number will be vast. And today the Ummah is just under 3 billion Muslims. It's not a small number. It equates for more than a third of the world's population. And so they said, The Prophet said, Rather on that time, or at that time, you will be like the scum that is carried in a flood. الوهن, and you will be afflicted with this calamity of al-wahan, weakness. يَنزَأُ اللَّهُ الْمَهَابَةَ مِنْكُمْ مِنْ سُدُورِ عَدَائِكُمْ That Allah Azza wa Jalla will take the fear that the enemy has for you in their hearts, Allah will take this fear away. And so today we wonder why the Jews can do with the Muslims what they want. And this is because that fear that they once had for the Muslims, it is taken out of their hearts for, for the believers. They then said, O Messenger of Allah, what is this disease of Al-Wahan? The Prophet responded, he said, dunya wa Al-Wahan in essence, it is loving the life of this world and it is hating death. And this is the calamity and the disease that each and every single one of us suffers from. We suffer from it on a personal level. We suffer from it 
in terms of our family. We suffer from it in terms of our community structure. We suffer from it globally as an ummah. It is hubbu dunya wa karahiyatul maut. This is the disease and the calamity which has afflicted this ummah, which the Prophet ﷺ prophesied. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Except for those who Allah has showed mercy to. Other than this, each and every single one of us suffers from this calamity. And this calamity has afflicted us to such an extent that we have no ability to rise up to the enemy. Whether it be the jihad which is spoken in word or the jihad which occurs by way of one's physical self. And we refuse to take positions upon the kuffar, positions which is clear cut in our deen. And so the Prophet ﷺ, he prophesies this disease. And this disease we are all suffering from at this very, very moment. And there are many, many manifestations of al-wahan. And there are many reasons which give rise to this wahan's weakness. And the first of it, it is du'ful aqidah. It is weakness in terms of our belief. And at times of fitna, times of trial and tribulation, people's aqidah truly become manifest. People's aqidah, they believe, become manifest. And so we see that Allah has decreed the death of the Muslims in the Muslim lands in Palestine. And we say this is a result of them being killed. Yes, they are being slain and they are being killed, but this is the death which Allah decreed for these people. Because this is the ajal. This is the appointed term. And when that appointed term comes, it cannot be delayed, nor can it be brought forward. So the death which our Muslim brothers are experiencing in the Holy Land at this very time, it is the very death which Allah Azza decreed for them. For Allah Azza says, فَإِذَا جَاءَ أَجْلُهُمْ لَا يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ سَاعَةً وَلَا يَسْتَقْدِمُونَ That when that appointed term comes, لَا يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ سَاعَةً It cannot be delayed for a moment. وَلَا يَسْتَقْدِمُونَ Nor can it be brought forward. And so this is our belief, that this death that they are experiencing, it is something which cannot be avoided. Whoever died and has been decreed to die, then this is the appointed term. And we see even in certain instances where people are bombed and the buildings are flattened, we find that out of the rubble, people come alive. People are found and they are still living. And this is a sign that Allah Azawajal did not decree death for them. So firstly, weakness of belief. And this weakness is manifested in terms of our belief in our appointed terms. That this appointed term that Allah Azza wa decreed for us, it will be met the way Allah Azza wa decreed it to happen. And so this weakness in belief, it becomes manifest when we look at the solutions that the Ummah comes with or comes up with at times like these. And so we find that people call for protests. And the opinion which is clear, and the opinion which is based upon the Qur'an and the Sunnah, and the opinion which is not based upon emotions, is that protest, it is haram. 
whether you deem it to be a wasila which is beneficial, the reality is, is that protest, it is not an Islamic concept. <coughs> and even today, when the Muslims gather in a large number, all the kuffar say is that look at them, we perfected them. The best they can do is gather in numbers and shout slogans, free free Palestine, and the likes of this. But in other words, this has no real effect upon the enemy. And we can use arguments. We can say yes, perhaps we are voicing or having a voice for those who have no voices for themselves, the oppressed, and the like of these arguments. But if you truly weigh the, the matter in terms of the Sharia, in terms of the Quran, in terms of the Sunnah, in terms of what is Maslaha, what is benefit, and what is Mafsara Haram, then clearly this matter is something which is un Islamic. <coughs> it is something which is un Islamic. So, when we look at the solutions the Ummah comes with up, at times like this, it shows our Wahid, it shows our weakness. Debates that many theologians and du'at take platforms on. And yes, we support them when they take these platforms on to clarify the reality of what is happening in Palestine. And when they clarify the reality and they put it in the correct light, since the Western media does not portray these events in the manner they should, we aid them and we support them and we become happy at this. But this, in essence, is not a victory for the people of Palestine. Yes, we're creating awareness about it, and we're putting the reality of the matter in correct context, but this is not a victory for us. And so we become rejoiceful, and we become happy as if the Ummah has become victorious over the enemy at times of debates like this. We seek help from the Kuffar, that we keep on calling for the UN resolutions that there must be a two-state solution to the problem. And we seek our help from them. And the reality is the kuffar will never ever come to the aid of the believers. And so, we become happy when we get platform on these new networks to make clear how the Muslims are oppressed. Know, servants of Allah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has made means for victory. Just like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made means for humiliation and disgrace. Allah Azza wa Jal says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu in tansurullaha yansurkum wa yuthabbit aqdamakum. Allah Azza wa Jal says, O you who believe, aid and assist Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you do this, yansurkum. Allah Azza wa Jal will give victory to you. Wa yuthabbit aqdamakum and you will make your feet firm. And so if we want victory as a Ummah, we need to take towards the means which Allah Azza wa Jalla has made a means for victory. And us giving our aid to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not mean that we aid Allah Azza wa Jalla because Allah Azza wa Jalla is Al-Ghaniyul Hamid and we are Fuqara. Allah says, Ya ayyuhal nas, antumul Fuqara ilallah Wallahu Ghaniyul Hamid O oh man, you are impoverished in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you are in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah azza wa jal is independent. Al-Ghani, Al-Hamid, the all praiseworthy. And so us giving aid and help to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it means giving aid to his religion. 
establishing the religion within yourself and within your family and within your communities and within the global ummah establish the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala establish those matters that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made binding upon us to establish at the end of the matter at tawheed singling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out in worship establishing the prayer giving the zakat and the likes of this these means are the means which Allah azza wa jal has made means for victory and this is what we see when we look at the book of Allah and we look at the sunnah of the Prophet alayhi salatu wassalam Allah azza wa jal says وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ وَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ إِلَّا عَلَى الْخَاشِئِينَ Allah says that seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with patience and with prayer. And indeed this is very very hard except upon those who have khushu. Except those who are humble and submissive to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so where is the call toward the establishment of our salah? That we can find the Muslims that gather in large numbers, protesting and chanting slogans, but the masajid are empty. And this is the means that Allah Azza wa made a direct means for victory. People call for the boycotting of Yani Israeli and Zionist products. And this is true, we need to boycott. Because we cannot consciously give to enterprises and organizations that we know fund military operations in Yani Gaza and in Palestine. Logically, this cannot be accepted. Ethically as well. If you know that a company such as Cape Union Mart funds military operations in Gaza, how can you give your money towards Yani this company to aid those military operations? So this is in its place. But what about the greater boycotting? The boycotting of sins and transgression. Because boycotting is something which people call for now. Two to three months down the line, people go back to supporting the enemy. And it doesn't remain. But whatever is done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it remains. And so the boycotting of sins is something which is binding upon us at all times. Because sins, it has effect. It has effect upon our souls and it has evil consequences upon the outcomes of events. Allah says, ظَهَرَ الْفَسَادَ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِ النَّاسِ Allah says that fasad, trial, tribulation, corruption has become manifest on the land and at sea for that which man's hands has earned. So our deeds it has an effect upon us personally, but also as an ummah. And so the call is to boycott sins, to leave off transgression, to leave off the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because this is a means for victory. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made means to attain victory for this ummah, just as he has made means for disgrace and humiliation. And so we need to take towards the means which Allah Azza wa has made a means for victory. And we need to abstain from those things which is a means for disgrace and humiliation. Ibadallah, the second manifestation which has made al-wahan, love of this dunya and fearing death manifest in this ummah, it is 
the reality of sins. That sins, it has effects. Nations before us were destroyed for many transgressions which they indulge in. Today, many of those transgressions, it is common practice in our societies. The people of Lut were destroyed for homosexuality. The people of Nuh was destroyed for idol worship and idolatry and shirk. And many, many sins which manifested in the nation before us, they were destroyed for this. These sins today, it is manifest in this Ummah. And so we need to realize that these sins, it has effect and it has outcome on the events which we experience. And Allah says about this, Allah says that fear a fitna, a trial, a tribulation, which will not only afflict, afflict those from amongst you who do wrong. That when the trial hits, it hits all. It doesn't discriminate against those who are righteous and those who are not. And so, sins, it has an outcome. And we need to fear the outcome of our sins. On a personal level, but also on a level of the Ummah. And so the poet said, رَأَيْتُ الذُّنُوبَ تُمِيتُ الْقُلُوبِ وَقَدْ يُورِثُ ذُلُّ إِدْمَانُهَا He said, that I saw sins, it gives death to the arts. وَقَدْ يُورِثُ ذُلُّ إِدْمَانُهَا and as a result of persisting upon sin, it gives rise to humiliation and disgrace. And he says, and leaving of sins gives life to the heart. And it is better for your own soul that you disobey your soul's call towards transgression. And so Ibn al-Qaim made it clear that sins have evil outcomes and dire and harmful effects and he mentioned that the least of them is that sins weaken the one who commits them and leaves him in humiliation so look at the state of the ummah today we are weak we are humiliated we are dejected we are downtrodden why what is the reason for this it is as a result of our sins and so since it has effects and each and every single week we remind ourselves of these effects when we say that we seek refuge from the evil consequences of our actions and the evil consequences of our souls. And we seek refuge from the evil consequences of our souls. Alhamdulillahi wahdahu wa salatu ala man la nabiyya ba'dah wa ba'd Ibadallah Kala al-Nabiyyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ittakillah haythu ma kunt Wa atbi'i sayyata al-hasadata tamhuha Wa khaliki al-nasa bi khuluqin hasani The Prophet alayhi salatu wa salam exhorts us and he says Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wherever you may be And follow up an evil deed with a good deed for it will expiate it And interact with people in a goodly manner Ibadallah from amongst the manifestations 
of Al-Wahid in this Ummah, it is the forsaking and the leaving off of the Aqeedah of Al-Wala wal-Barah. The Aqeedah of loving for the sake of Allah and hating for the sake of Allah. Loving and hating for the sake of Allah and setting up our allegiances around this principle. Because the Prophet said in the hadith found Abu Dawud, Man ahabba lillah wa abghada lillah wa a'ta lillah wa mana'a lillah faqad istakmala imanuhu. The Prophet said that whosoever loves for the sake of Allah and they hate for the sake of Allah and they give for the sake of Allah and they withhold for the sake of Allah, then this person has perfected his faith. In this current crisis that the Ummah is faced with, the lines have become clear. The lines have become clear that it is the Muslims against, you can call it the West, or you can call them the disbelieving nations. And this is more fitting. It is the Muslims against the Kuffar. And we don't set up our allegiances with them. Because this is our Aqeedah as believers. They have made their stance and their mawqif clear. And you even see it in our society right here in Cape Town. That since this war has taken place, I find that I'm getting much more stares from the Kuffar. And sometimes you might assume that they are Jews and the likes of this, and it might be a reality. But ba'duhum awliya'u ba'd. That they are allies to one another. And you'll find that these people who support the Jews the most, it is the Christians. They talk about the right that the Jews have to this homeland, and religiously also the right that they have to Israel, Masjid al-Aqsa, and you see them supporting this. And this is the reality, that they are allies to one another. And so this Aqeedah is the Aqeedah which has been forgotten. It is the Aqeedah of loving for the sake of Allah, and hating for the sake of Allah. And setting up our allegiances, our loyalty and our disavowal around this concept. And this concept is a concept which was found in the life of Nabi Ibrahim. Because Allah Azawajal said, قَدَ كَانَتْ لَكُمْ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ فِي إِبْرَاهِيمٌ وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ إِذْ قَالُوا لِقَوْمٍ إِنَّا بُرَآءُ مِنْكُمْ وَمِمَّا تَعْبُدُونَ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ Allah Azawajal said that you already had an excellent example in Ibrahim and those with him. When they said to their people, we totally disassociate ourselves from you and shun whatever idols you worship besides Allah. Kafarna bikum, we reject you. And the enmity and hatred that has arisen between us and you will last up until you believe in Allah alone. And so our loyalty and our disavowal, it revolves around this principle. The principle of Aqeedah and the principle of At-Tawheed. That we have no other allies besides the believers. And of course when we preach this Aqeedah, we don't call for violence in other than its correct place. But we are saying that you must hate the Kuffar for the Kuffar. And you must show enmity to them at times when enmity is needed. But in terms of your physical interactions, you interact with them and you reciprocate to them. If they show you good, you show good. If they show evil, you reciprocate evil. But the reality is, they are allies to one another. And the believers have no allies besides themselves, besides Allah, and besides His Messenger.
And so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to rid us of this disease of Al-Wahid. And as the Prophet defined it, he said it is loving the dunya and fearing death. And any Muslim who reflects over his reality and the reality of the Ummah which we are currently in, he will realize that this is exactly as the Prophet described it, that Al-Wahid, it is loving the dunya and it is fearing death. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala restore this ummah to the days of glory and he gives this ummah honor that Allah gives us this ummah honor and might through Islam and no other means and that we seek this honor by way of fulfilling the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and abstaining from his prohibitions and returning to the book of Allah and the sunnah of the Prophet in all our fears Amin Ya Rabbil Alameen وهذا وصلوا رحمكم الله على خير البرية وأزكى البشرية صاحب الحول والشفاعة فقد أمركم الله بأمر